Welcome back, Bobby. I think we're going to do something a little bit different this time rather than talking about personal creativity. Let's talk. take a moment aside to talk about the current state of the market. This one's going to be a little bit more dated. You won't be able to read, watch this, listen to this three years from now. You know, it won't well, be current, but... Well, it, it may be. That's actually the part be. about this market, yeah. Well, the current state of the market is similar to that ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. We are living in interesting times, my friend. Yeah. The whole world is interesting right now. Yes. Uh, and just, but remember fear is never boring. No, no. It makes good, uh, news. Don't it? Oh, it does make good news, but it doesn't make for quick and easy solutions or conclusions. So where are we right now? Okay. We're still in the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, though many people seem to wish to ignore it and wish it go away, but it has not. But how has, how has that affected the comic book market? Well, from what we've seen is publishers shut down for what? Two months, three months, I guess. A good two, yeah. A good two months. Distribution shut down, which really helped out the stores that had to close. And then now it's sort of just slowly feels like a slow train moving out. Yes, a nice an analogy. You can slam the brakes on a train, but you can't get it back up to 120 miles an hour by pushing a button. It you got to gather speed, and that's where we are right now. Um, several publishers told artists, "Pencils down, stop working. You're not getting paid. We'll get back to you." So those publishers. Um, are, back, are telling those people, most of them, to get back to work, but they're canceling or delaying other projects. So just not sure how much to put into pipeline all at once. We do see a, a lot of shifts and canceling of different books and different things that had been planned. Um, I'm, I've noticed, you know, certain titles from the main main publishers are no longer going to be published. I guess some of them got moved, and uh, we're just going to do a trade instead of that last one or two issues. Well, um, both um, Marvel and DC, Marvel has done it more, but DC has also done it, is the last issue or two issues of a miniseries will go digital only, then collected in a trade. And there's been a lot of complaints about that from people. Like, I've already bought four of this six-issue miniseries, or four out of five. I don't want to have to buy a trade to get that last issue, you know, and pay so, for it. So, so publishers are playing both end of the uh, collector's market. They're like, oh, buy our variants, buy our one in one thousands. But by the way, we don't care if you're a completist and you want all seven issues of a limited series. We're just going to toss them in the trade. I'm sorry. Right. And it's a totally different market. The digital market and the market in comic book stores is completely different. Oh, there, yeah. A lot of people have for years have said, oh, it's digital could put comic book stores out of business. No. They're just totally separate. I mean, yep. they don't really overlap very much. So there are two markets. There's good reason for publishers to publish regular monthly comic books digitally because the people who buy it don't go into comic book stores and the people who go into comic book stores don't buy digitally. Right. So to tell them to go, well, go get that last issue digitally, you'll still get to read it, is not satisfactory to most people. It seems like there's a separation between the and the print buyers. You know, it's e much easier for a publisher to go digital. Let's get real. It oh, cuts yeah. out one huge investment on their end, um, going straight digital with it. So, of course, they'd like to see that market grow. But, yeah, slap, slapping collectors in the face like that by not completing a series 
not right. And there's an understanding that you can't go from months of shutdown to full production the next as soon as it opens. But right now, Marvel is still publishing comic books every other week. Right. One week they put out comic books, the next week graphic novels. Right. And it, that's going to be for another couple of weeks here. And they don't really get into their full production. won't happen until October. I mean, August is most of their books start coming out new again, you know, rather than things that had been let aside from before. Mm-hmm. Uh, September, they add more. But they, mm-hmm. there's still a good number of titles that are missing and unaccounted for the, where they haven't announced that they're going digital only. They haven't announced that they're canceled. They're just like, keep it looking. We'll, we don't know when we're going to bring them back. Many things have been canceled. You know, uh, right. their, their major um, crossover, Empire, several of the miniseries, you know, a good number of them have just been canceled outright. Okay. Well, I will say something like that. I picked up the... Um... Was was it a zero issue or whatever the preview was that came out this week? Yeah, Avengers Zero. Yeah, Avengers. And, you know, I looked through it and I was like, yeah, that's interesting. And then I got to that last page. It listed every single, probably not every single crossover that they originally had planned for that. And uh, yeah, I, I just looked I, at that and I go, no. Yeah, the total so is 54, a, if I'm I put, correct. Okay. It put a negative spin to me as someone like, wow. Do I really want to invest all of that into this story? No. And that's happening more and more. People are getting cynical about the too many, you know, crossovers. Now, I personally... Did you just call me cynical? (laughs) (laughs) Cynical, cynical, cynical. So, there's such a bitter old man you're becoming, okay? Yes. But, no, um, people, I think a lot of people would enjoy the main storyline that they have of her empire. I think it's potentially Mm -hmm. a very fun superhero crossover story. But when you take something that could be a six to ten issues and make it fifty-four issues, people just say, "I'm not going to get any of them." People, they don't, they know they can't get it all, so they'll get nothing. And there's right. a middle ground there. But, um, but well, and publishers I know in the are past on series like that. They've really pushed. Look, you can just read the main series and really enjoy the bait, the concept of it. But if you want more, you can expand your reading. And I really haven't seen that with Empire. You know what I mean? I think the publisher wants you to go grab them all. We, we need right. to sell all these. So go grab them all. We're not going to tell you. You can just read the main title and and benefit from it. Yeah, I, so. I do think DC does a better job of structuring. Like when they their Death Metal series comes out, I've mm-hmm. had seen people pick that up who didn't read anything before it and could get a full story. Yeah, you know, I did. So that. they're they're structured, okay. So that here's this book and this book they relate, but you don't have to read it all to get the full story. But right. more more importantly, everyone, all the major publishers are looking at how much product can the direct market take right now when they're just starting back up. But on the flip side of that, all right, publish uh, stores are going. I can't make money if I don't have product to sell. Okay, that's exactly See, guys, what I was going to say. Thanks yeah. for looking out for me, but okay. My doors are open. I have customers coming in. I have nothing to sell them. Right. Yeah, and that is a problem. I mean, I stop over at the shop once a week, and it's like, mm, there's nothing here, you know? Um, I will try to grab a back issue or something and try something new, I guess, which I'm hoping some other customers do also. At our local comic shop, um, 
fans have been great because they're buying what new things we have out. But yes, they're also getting graphic novels or back issues and going, this is kind of what my budget generally is. And I want to help out the store Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's a tough time and, you know, things are, will finally get back to normal, but without those loyal shoppers, okay. You know, rather than buying just the issues that have come out they're they're buying other things to help out and keep the store afloat. And if that's not happening throughout the country, you know, Right. But a lot of stores are going to be in trouble because they just don't have the product to sell. Right, right. But I understand where publishers are coming from because publishers work months in advance. They don't, you know, get the luxury of like ch- changing on a dime either. Okay, you know, um, That's true. right now, if you're an advertising agency, you're working on Christmas. Okay. Yep. Yep. And at Christmas time, you're working on summer. I mean, you know, you you don't have the ad. Ability to say, well, this is what's happening right now this summer. I'm going to put it in my summer ads. Those yeah. were done six months ago. And the same thing for comics. You have to plan well in advance. Okay. And what right now, everything changing so quickly, publishers are trying to adapt to what is the current state of the market. And it's not easy. No, no. Um, I guess they're also they got to be leery of how much money's in the market right now with with you know unemployment and unknowns and not everybody back to work. So I guess as a publisher, they're saying, well, how much can people really afford? But stores have got to be able to say we're we're losing stores. There's more stores shutting down, and that is a horrible thing for the industry because a lot of people don't understand that if your local comic book store shuts down, some of those people are loyal enough readers that they will find another way. They'll find another store. Mm-hmm. They'll do mail order, whatever works. But many of them will simply stop collecting. Yes. As long as they go to their store, it becomes a habit. It becomes familiar. And if that store is gone, they're like, I just not going to do this anymore. And if publishers think they're going to move the digital, they're not. If they're not reading no. digital to begin with. They're just not going to. No, it's a good market, but it's a separate market. Yes. And it's just not the same thing. And you, I'm not blaming publishers for, you know, for getting it wrong. I understand how quickly they have to adapt to these things, you know, and a quick publisher adaptation still takes a long time, but there's more than that going on. Okay. Uh, Well, you talked about, you know, do people really have the money to spend in their local comic shop? Mm -hmm. Money is like water. You block, you dam it up here, it's going to still keep flowing. It's going to go yes. somewhere else. And right now, when I mean, our local comic shop is doing quite well, and the owner there is like, I don't quite understand. I would thought people would be more hesitant, would be holding their wallet tighter. But I think what I tried to explain to him is a lot of things that people would normally would spend their money on right now, summer vacations, trip mm-hmm. to the ballpark, okay, to the local amusement park, all these things are not an option, okay? Movie theaters yeah. movie still theaters, haven't opened. Okay. Yes. Restaurants are somewhat opened, but people are not as comfortable in restaurants, especially bars, okay? And mm-hmm. just, there are so many things that you normally might spend your money on where you're like, all right, that family trip got canceled. We're not going to the movies, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is you have some extra money. Your local comic shop is still open. Yes. And like, and well... The- I was going to get two of the new action figures set, but heck, I can get all six. I've got the money. Right. We're seeing the same thing. I own a video game store, as you know, retro video game store. We're seeing the same thing. We're seeing an uptick in sales. 
And it's like, wow. And we know that's like you guys sell the graphic novels. We sell the consoles. And we were moving more consoles. We're moving more games. And it's like people, I hadn't really thought of it until you just said it. People aren't spending the money on the vacations. They're not going to the movie theater and eat out once. I mean, you do that once a week. That's, that's a $60, $70 trip just right. to see a movie out and eat out at a nice, decent restaurant, you know. Um, that's money they're spending in our shops for the entertainment, you know. And yes. At a comic shop, they want entertainment. So they're getting the graphic novels or they're adding to their collection and uh, their toy collection and stuff. And, you know, our us, we're seeing it with the video games also. Also entertainment dollars of like if you're mm-hmm. cooped up in the house way more than, you know, we might not be in complete lockdown anymore. But people are spending more time in the house and they're looking for different forms of entertainment. But yes, graphic novels, comics, video games, you know, mm-hmm. you can only watch so much television. Yes. Um, and, and we're in repeats of it because they quit producing new work. Um, hadn't really thought of this, but we're seeing a huge uptick in Kickstarter. People, um, you know, seem to be supporting more and more of the Kickstarter movement. And a lot of indie publishers have moved over there. I'm, I'm getting ready to do our first Kickstarter for a comic book series. And, uh, I hadn't really thought of that, but I think they're moving those entertainment dollars over there too. Cause you get so much more of the Kickstarter, you get, you know, bonus stuff and there's all kinds of cool uh, merchandising and memorabilia that you can get along with it. And you're, and you're directly supporting that creator. And you're not um, just getting the one, clicking a button and buying something and having it sent to you. People mm-hmm. are, are involved in a Kickstarter. They keep checking yes. in, okay, and seeing what else is coming along and more behind the scenes stuff. So you get more for your entertainment dollar than you would by just buying most books, okay? You yes. feel like you're part of the creative team, okay? Yes, that's the ticket for there is, is getting getting the the supporters to be part of the team, part of the family. And that's a uh, there's two factors there too. There's people who are looking for, you know, more entertainment and something that, you know, there's not as much at the comic book store to get. Let me check what Kickstarter's got coming up. But also more people who have had some more time on their hands to do the work to get a Kickstarter going. Okay. Yes. People who have like, I've had this project in the back of my mind, but now, okay, I'm, you know, I'm stuck at home. I might as well get to that drawing board and make this happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now. And if things weren't complicated enough in your local comic book store, <laughs> DC Comics decides, oh okay, to throw a monkey wrench into a well-established but still a monopoly system. Diamond Comics has been a virtual monopoly. And if you own a comic book store, you work with Diamond or you don't have a comic book store. They control over 90% of the market. Yes. This this is supposed to be the United States of America, Bob. How do we let a monopoly happen? I looked at the law. That's not legal. It's not legal. Um, They just merged and bought up the distributors that they they could to take over the market. And it's not a more. I mean, they signed the two biggest as exclusives. Well, Um, in, in Diamond's defense, they didn't create the situation that turned them into monopoly. Okay. Marvel Comics, way back, okay, decided uh-huh. they were going to cut out the middleman and buy their own distributor. I know, I loved it. They, they bought, bought Heroes World. They bought Heroes World, which was not at all prepared to be a distributor. Nope. They failed at distributing comics, and what they I did, literally, boy, literally failed. Okay, you know. They did, but boy, did they sell a lot of Blue Line art products for me? Oh my goodness, those were that was the best 
eight months, I think we had in Blue Line. <laughs> I have no clue where they were shipping it to, but they were buying tons of it. Well, so it wasn't all bad, is what you're saying. No, no, it was pretty good for us, the Blue Line. But no, but yeah, when, when Marvel was, went horrible, when Marvel went exclusive, like you had to go to them. People had there were like three major distributors and some minor ones. So it went, but when Marvel went exclusive, every store had to deal with their distributor and Marvel. Yes. Well, every other company was looking for any port in the storm. So different distributors said, well, if you become exclusive to me, like Marvel is exclusive to Heroes World, then I'll give you these extra benefits. And so different companies started doing this. When DC went exclusive with Diamond, that was the tipping point. Yes. Other smaller publishers started also going with Diamond to the point that everyone else failed. And then when Marvel failed at its own distribution, they just weren't getting comics to comic book stores. I mean, they you, know, you could not count on them. So when Marvel, there was only one distributor left for Marvel to go back to, and that was Diamond. Diamond didn't set out to create a monopoly, but they inherited one, essentially. Yeah, they jumped on it when it was available. They did, but, yes. okay, they didn't, you know, but it actually went to court and was litigated. Oh, I know. They, and they've the been courts, litigated a couple times. Yeah, and the court simply decided the industry's not big enough to care about, mm -hmm. which I it's don't not. understand. I still don't understand that because the industry could be bigger with competition. I mean, this is America, okay? If you don't like your service at one company, you go to their competitor, and people improve their service because you have to compete. Well, the right. comic book industry, is distribution-wise, hasn't had that to deal with in decades. Okay. Now, DC finally broke their exclu exclusivity. Yes. Shortly after that, they went exclusive to their own distributors, two of them. Yes. But if you want DC Comics in your store, it's, you, you're assigned one of these two distributors. So essentially, DC is its own monopoly now. Right. Uh, they, did, they didn't learn from Marvel, did they? No, I don't know if we'll ever hear the real behind-the-scenes stories of what my gut instinct is they wanted to continue with Diamond. But something happened with negotiations with Diamond where things just went bad. We may never know, okay? But every store has to deal with one of these two distributors now. Well, I'm hearing AT&T, who is oblivious to what they own with, with DC Comics, actually put their two cents in because they're in financial woes and uh, sort of pushed to this move more than anything. But yeah, I, I mean, realistically, are these two guys they picked up any better shape than what Heroes World would back in the day? I'm not seeing it. We will not know until... Aren't they just mail-order businesses? They're basically mail-order businesses. Oh, my and God. And they have very large mail-order businesses. But, okay, they have been distributing on a small scale for several weeks. But July 8th is the the real test of, like, that's when, if you want your DC Comics at a local comic store, it has to come from those distributors. Right. And if they're all there... And in good shape and on time, we'll see. You know, we just don't know at this point. It's more paperwork for retailers, and mm -hmm. retailers do not like change. They do not mm -hmm. like more paperwork. Even no. at, at this point, could this be better for retailers? It could, but we just don't know. Right. Could it be a disaster? It could. We just don't know. We're in that waiting period, okay? Right. The ball hasn't dropped yet, so no. we don't know what's going to happen. We might have to come back to this and 
in another month or two of two oh, and oh, see what definitely, happens. Definitely, because you have people already taking sides. There oh, people, yeah. We have stores swearing they will never carry a DC comic again. Well, we heard that when Marvel did his own distribution in the 90s, and right. there's a lot of hot air when people get angry about something, but their actions speak louder than words. I have heard of some stores dropping new issues, but I just don't see it. I mean, what is the weekly draw then? At that point, aren't you just a pop culture store? If if you're dropping your all-new issues, there's not a store that's actually making money on that that's going to do it. Uh-huh. I do. There are, there are some stores that, that sell a f- three or four issues of a book, okay, and still are considered comic book stores, okay? Well, but they're really making their money from something else. Right, yeah. They either have, they're selling the toys or the other memorabilia or something else, yeah. Right. Video okay. games, yeah. Anyone who's actually making significant part of their profit from selling comic books cannot afford to take one of the big two out of the picture. Okay. No, I don't see it. Okay. It's just, you know, it as you may as much bluster as you know, you you might have, if people stores need to serve their customers. And customers right. ultimately don't care where who your distributor is. They just want to pick up their new comic books. Right. And so there's a lot of anger. Uh, a lot of confusion, but we still don't know. Okay, is this actually better for the market? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the market is getting it out to the fans and and building readership. That's what we're talking about. You know, that's yeah. that's because that. Let's get real. Without Marvel DC, there really is no comics. No, there you know? are. Okay. Well, the old-fashioned mall is starting to fade, okay? Yes, it is. But um, Marvel and DC are your anchor stores in a mall, okay? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that big draw people in, and then you walk through and check all little specialty stores. And But without that big draw, okay, you don't have the people coming in to look at your specialty market, you know? So right. you do need the, the big two, okay, the way the market is designed right now. Without it... People stop coming in and your smaller press f- fades away because they don't get people and they don't get eyes on. Okay. I mean, it would even make it hard for like Dark Horse and Image Comics because if, oh, if they're yeah. not coming, if, if there's not Marvel DC, there's really hard to say there is comic shops. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. get some indie fans out there off, but you've got to open up your eyes to the whole industry and understand if you're going to make comics, you got to understand that. It takes the anchor stores, like you said, to draw in a fan base. And then you hope to be able to show your work to them. Hey, Marvel or Dark Horse and Image, they depend on the same thing. Well, um, those creators that work at Marvel then go to Image with the creator-owned stuff. They know it's the Marvel works that's drawing them in, and they get to bleed over some of that creatorship. So we need a successful Marvel, and, a, and the balance of that is a successful DC. Yes, and Dark Horse, Image, Boom, others, that who are their readers? They're people that started with reading Marvel and DC superhero books for the most sure. part, and then decide I want something more, something more creative, something more unique, and you know they may still, you know, read the superhero books, but they're also reading Image, Dark Horse, other Boom, other titles. But without that initial draw, they would never just have discovered those indie titles. Right. But it does. Um, the incredible amount of what I'm looking for uh, dissonance in the market right now does leave, like you said, openings for Kickstarters. 
mm-hmm. for other met- alternative methods of delivering product because people are hungry right now and they're looking for new things and that gives opportunities for new creators. Sure. And I guess the market's sort of holding its breath, you know, okay, we know we're being told it's coming back. So it's not like people are running out abandoning comics right now. The, the store, I think at Mike at the shop is still seeing people come in on a weekly basis, just wondering oh, what yeah. did or didn't come in, which is good for our market. Um, the scary thing is if DC fails, how quickly can, can, you know, a diamond or something like that, pick it back up. Cause we need it. We need a stable market. And the stable well, market isn't that. I mean, comics are such a small industry. Um, it's not like music, you know. It's it's just not. There's not that big of a fan base. Well, you talked so. about stability. Um, if DC fails as its distributors fail them, they can come crawling back to Diamond, and Diamond will take them because they need them, the money. But what I worry more than anything is is taking DC sales away from Diamond. How stable is it? Will Diamond be? Uh, yes, that's what if, I was just thinking. If Diamond fails financially, if they simply, you know, just start can't pay the bills anymore, then you have well over 60% of the comic book market with no distributor. Now what happens? Well, how, we how really... quickly could we recover? Get How quickly could we get new distribution for Marvel, Dark Horse, Image, etc.? I haven't really seen over the past... I'm going to say 10 years because that's how long I've been out of the comic retail business. They've really consolidated as far as the way they used to have warehouses in, on every major market. And they don't really do that anymore. They have some major warehouses, but not nearly as many as they used to have back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it feels like to me they've already downsized. Of course, then was cost cutting. Less people, less employees, less rent, less warehouses. But I would think that Diamond should be able to shelter something like this long enough to either modify its business mode to hint that this will be profitable or be here long enough to DC. I can tell you, as we saw with Marvel, it fails. It fails quickly. That is true. Comic shops will let you know when you let somebody else have their books and they don't have their books. They're going to let you know very quickly you've dropped the ball. You know? Yes. And so, yeah, it's going to happen. And I say within a year, we'll see whether they can get the, these two distributors up. And, distrib- and another thing we talked about is, are these guys going to distribute other titles? So um, they're biting off having to handle DC. Or there's a lot of other publishers well, going to start chasing them. They're going to say yay or nay. I want to almost say the smart thing would be say nay right now. They figure better figure out how to handle DC. Well, I think yeah, every other smaller publisher. Let's say that you're not exclu- one of the very small publishers who's not exclusive to Diamond. You've got to be looking at like, well, if they can handle DC, will it actually expand my market for them to handle me too? Uh, we've had a discussion at Blue Line about reaching out to them. It's but everyone right now, you say it's a collective. The industry is holding its breath. Mm-hmm. Retailers are all holding their breath, waiting to find out what happens. And yeah, it's interesting, but it's a shaky enough time. This is perhaps this is the only time that DC could possibly have done something like this. Yeah, I don't know how the contracts was written, but evidently there's something out there when they ceased distribution that broke their contract, or or maybe it was just up. I don't know. 
I don't know how long their contract was it ran for, but my biggest thing with Blue Line, and we've had a couple conversations about it, is that if they take us on and distribute our work and it's a 30-day pay, can they really pay? I've had that with distributors in the past, smaller distributors. And at this point, Blue Line couldn't handle a non-pay distributor. I mean, its market's too small, so... That's it's something like we're going to wait yeah. and see. Mm-hmm. Something people don't realize what led to Diamond eventually becoming the sole distributor. There are a lot of smaller distributors that were just not paying their bills. Yes. There well, were... Diamond, Diamond offered a quick pace too. I think it's a 15 day pay. If you, it was a percentage you gave up. It wasn't much. It was very little, but there's many times we jumped on it and says, yeah, you know, kick us check now. Don't wait 30 days. Uh, so well, what what started that? There were a lot of fly by night shops that were barely making a mm-hmm. living, so they couldn't pay their distributor. Well, then they they couldn't pay distributor A, so they contracted distributor B, and started receiving product that they couldn't pay for. Right. And then they then they distributor B said, "We need our money or no more books." Well, they went to distributor C. So you're forming this debt of distributors who are not getting paid for the books, and then they can't pay the publishers. Right. And this is what led to such the, an unstable market, okay, mm-hmm. that well, a lot of smaller distributors went out of business, and then it went to like a really a big three, and then eventually just to the one, which it stabilized because uh, you couldn't, if you weren't paying Diamond, you weren't getting your books, okay? Right. So you couldn't, you know, that was it, okay? There was no one else to go to to not pay, you know? So there is some validity in that okay but is that enough to really recommend saying we should have only one distributor a complete monopoly i guess we'll see we'll see stay yes. tuned okay yes it's like a soap opera isn't it yes it is yes as the comic yeah. books turn okay we've we've got drama we've got scandal okay oh yeah and we have Kickstarters. Woohoo! We have Kickstarters and we have, but as in any time of chaos, in chaos, there is opportunity. So yes. there's opportunity, not just for the big boys right now, but there's opportunity for small creators. Okay. Now, there are some creators who are professional creators who are, work is on hold so much, they need something else to do. Uh-huh. But there are ways to, there is a pent up demand right now that if you can move faster than a big publisher and get your work out there through Kickstarters online and other, other fashion, other creative ways, there's a unique opportunity for young, uh, upstart creators. Mm-hmm. And then there's guys like who would, um, I mean, if you were doing a series at, at like image or something like that, this would be a great time to go ahead and get a ton of work done and actually, you know, either start the next series or get stuff delivered on time or even early. Um, yeah, this would have been a good opportunity to take advantage. The problem is you got to pay the bill. They had to pay the bills too. I mean, I got hit up by a few creators looking for some sidekicks, uh, cover work and stuff like that, you know, just to... because they still have the rent to pay. Yes, they did. Okay. So Bob, I think that about wraps up our time for today because we're not going to solve any of these major issues <laughs> in the market. Just no. the two of us. Now we need need to bring a third person in before we do that. I think you know. Yeah, maybe we can call in some buddies at Diamond or 
somewhere yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll tell us all, all the industry secrets. Okay. Yes. They, hmm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they really quite know where things are going at the moment either. So I think everyone is like holding their breath, holding on, and saying, you know, we can get through this. There's a lot of yes. that going around right now. A whole lot. We'll get through this together, Bobby. Oh yes, comics will be stronger and continue yeah. to grow. Yeah. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so Take much. Take care, Bill. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.